welcome to Christ-Centered Identity. I'm so excited to share this message with you. Please share this with your friends. Get them excited about Jesus because it is all about Jesus. God bless you. One of the greatest challenges to being a believer in Jesus is to make sure that what you're doing in your uh, belief system, that you're honoring what and who Jesus is. And the best way to do that is through scripture. The best way to challenge your belief system, the best way to challenge who you are in Christ is to do that through uh, scripture and, and always maintaining a life that is lived based on what the word of God says. See, so, so many times, like we could find ourselves bending to culture. We could find ourselves bending to church culture, to social economic culture. We could find ourselves bending to, to peer pressure of those around us. Um, we could find ourselves bending to the family structure in which we come from. We have so many ways that we, we invent in, in, in society on what is right, what is wrong, what is godly, what is not. You know, I mean, many of us have been raised hearing that that using the Lord's name in vain is to say the, the GD word. Everybody says, oh, no, don't say GD, using the Lord's name in vain, when the reality of using the Lord's name in vain is to do something in the name of the Lord, and the Lord is, has, has nothing to do with it. It's saying, I'm doing this because Jesus said to and the reality is, is that what you're doing doesn't line up with scripture and what you're saying doesn't line up with the heart of God. You just had an idea or an emotional response to whatever you felt like was right or wrong. What I, what I, what I really want to hit home here is that if we can't find what we're doing in the life of Jesus and how he presented the gospel, because he is the gospel, he is the good news. If we can't find our life lived inside of the life of Jesus, then we probably are not living inside of a biblical identity that we're finding ourselves around because our life is centered around Christ. Uh, we have a Christ-centered identity, knowing who we are in Jesus Christ, living out this new life in Christ. If we don't see what we're doing in Jesus, then we're probably not doing what God has intended for us or created us to do. And so there's, there's a, I, I was listening to a sermon and God just gave me this quick revelation. And, and a lot of times, you know, when I'm hearing sermons, sometimes I hear what they're saying, but a lot of times the Lord just takes me down a journey really quick. And it's like, they'll say something and it just sparks an interest in my heart or a thought or provokes a, provokes something uh, in my soul that says, go after this. And so I was listening to the sermon and the guy was talking about Jesus. He's talking about how we're, we're called to live a life according to what Jesus wants us to live. And as I was listening to the sermon, I heard this. He said that they were testing Jesus on what he was saying. The Pharisees were testing Jesus on what he was saying. And so it's interesting that they're testing the word to the word. We may know know the Bible verse. We may know, uh, we we may know where where it's where it's located in the Word. But do we know the Word become flesh? Do we know Jesus? See, they're testing the Word, their words, their laws, their system against the Word. And I want to prove it to you um, right here. It says in John uh, one chapter one through five or chapter chapter one verses one through five. It says, "In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God." The word was God. He was with God in the beginning. 
through him all things were made without him nothing was made that was made that has been made in him was life and that life was the light of all mankind the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it that means this that jesus everything that was that we see on this earth our friends our brothers our sisters our parents our aunts our uncles uh, any our uh, strangers anybody on this planet was all made through jesus christ in his nature now when we enter the world we enter into the the realm of sin and we have to be born again to live out a life as a christian that's why we have to be born again because we are born into a world of sin and then then we choose jesus we choose to walk with god based on scripture based on the readings based on what we we take from the word and and not just our truth or what we've been taught but what we are reading actual reading in context of what the word of god says this is why it's so imperative that so many believers get in the word because so many believers are spoon-fed bottle-fed by their pastors or by their mentors but they don't actually get into the word themselves it is so imperative it's so important that we, we dive into the scriptures and we allow the word to change and transform us. I want to put a thought in your head. And this I think this is a very important way to think about this. When God spoke the world into existence, his words did what? They created. God's word creates. When you read scripture because you are created in his image, his words create in you identity. His words, as he speaks through his scripture, through his word, as Jesus says, the word become flesh, and as we compare our lives to, to the gospel of Jesus, that we are now a written uh, uh, testimony of Jesus Christ on this planet, us, you and me, through our life lived. And so when God speaks, his words create. So when you read God's word and you allow his word to speak over you, it creates in you who you are in Christ Jesus. So we can't we can't just like listen to everybody else's revelation. We can't just do our own thing. See, see God gave me a revelation a while back. It's called Christian voyeurism. What does that mean? Well, I had this vision. I was in my room and I was just worshiping Jesus. And I had this vision of someone looking inside my window as I was just worshiping God, having this beautiful moment in the presence of the Lord, just worshiping, just caught up in glory, just loving Jesus, loving his presence, just enjoying him. And the, the person on the outside of the window was looking in, trying to see what I was doing and living their life vicariously through my intimacy with the Lord. And see, so many people live their life through the intimacy of other people. They see how other people's lives are lived and they go, I want that. But that's as far as it goes. They don't get along with the Lord. They don't get along with him. All they do is listen to the preaching. All they do is uh, uh, read the book of somebody else's. All they do is... They, they, now, we can grow from those things, but those things should lead us into our own personal, intimate relationship with God, not through somebody else. That's why it's important. So let's get back on track. So we have to know who, who Christ is and what he's done on this planet and what he is, was supposed to do. See, and it says this in John 1.14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the Lord, or we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth, full of grace and truth. So Jesus is the truth. In John uh, chapter eight, verses 31 through 32, it says, Jesus, if you believe in me, you believe in my word, you'll know my truth 
and my truth will set you free. So what are we being set free from? We're being set free from our bad ideas. We're being set free from our opinions. We're being set free from cultural relevance and being set free into the restoration of what Christ wants us to live as. See, we want to be culturally relevant, but culturally relevant is not what Jesus did when he was on this planet. He actually challenged culture in many ways based on who he was. And so in this discussion that he's having with these Pharisees in Matthew chapter 22, verses 40, uh, 34 through 40, it says this, Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together, uh, just another religious group, got together, one of them an expert in the law. So one of them an expert in their field of of, of the way the world works in the laws of the world, right? In the laws in which, which the old Bible was, or the Torah was written, the, the Old Testament was written, Jesus, the New Testament being fulfilled. They, they made up their own belief system based on what they read in, in the old, old ways. And so it says, an expert in the law tested him. They tested Jesus. <laughs> they tested Jesus. He is the word. They used the word to test the word. Oh my goodness, that, that, that doesn't make your mind go, what in the heck? They use God's word to test the word in flesh. They use God's word to test the word in flesh. With this question, they said, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the laws of prophets hang on these two commandments. See, religion always wants to test an unachievable uh, a goal, an unachievable thing. And it's all through works. And see, so when you do it all through works, you do it all through your ability. Now you can say, look what I did. Now, we can't forgive ourselves in the way that Jesus can. We can't change our lives in the way that Jesus can bring transformation to our lives. So we live a life on this idea or this premise that we have to be good enough or we have to be strong enough in order to make a life better than what it is before. But the reality is, is, is that none of us are good enough and none of us have the answer. And the only answer is through intimacy and a life in Christ Jesus. And we can only find it through that. So you're, I'm saying like this, you're probably, okay, so how do I get there? I get, I get what you're saying. Like I, my life is in Jesus. Okay, got it. So how do I get there? The best way to get there, the best way to find transformation, the best way to find your life in Christ is submission. Submit to the word of God. Take your opinions and throw them to the trash. Take your culture and put it behind you. Because when you are born again, you're born again into a new family, which means a new culture, which means a new identity, which means you've changed the way you see life through the word of God. See, we try to incorporate Christ in these things. We try to incorporate heaven into our earthly realm, and we try to incorporate what we've been raised to think and raised to feel as correct. But I'm telling you, when you live in a different realm, a different level of, of consciousness of the word of God being your reality, what happens is it changes the way you see people. It changes the way you see culture. 
And so right now, you know, if we're in, in our culture, we're faced with a lot of racial reconciliation and, 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 and culture and, and uh, how do I do this and how do I do that? Or how do I be politically correct and not say something to offend somebody? But, but here's the thing. You, that's all heart motive, man. That's all heart motive. That's all. What are you, what are you doing? So like, if I say something, is it my motive to destroy somebody's life? Is it my motive to tear somebody's emotions down? Is it my motive to bring somebody into a place where they're subject to my opinion? No, it's my motive to love. Love is patient. Love is kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. It doesn't hold any record of wrong. How many records of wrong do we hold on a daily basis? Are we walking in love? See, if we're waiting for the other person to forgive, have we truly forgiven? Or are we just holding out based on how we feel and not, not the reality of, of who Christ is in us? These are challenging things that I'm saying, and I get it. But it's more challenging to go the other way and to have a hard heart and to live in a life of, of cocooning yourself and your opinions and the way you see things and not the way God wants to open your eyes to see them. See, are you willing to submit to God, to the transformation process? So we can live by the rules of man or we can yield to the God of the, the, uh, who created the universe and put it all in its place and sent it into motion. Once we yield to God, it's all of a sudden now I don't even know how to be offended because I love you. <laughs> You're like, but what if, but what if, but what if? I get it. I get it. What if? What did Jesus say? If you're if you if someone slaps you, give him the other cheek. If you ask you for for some coins, give him your jacket and your shoes too. Like what did Jesus say? He said, "Live like you like like these this this world doesn't matter to you. But what matters to you is that you embody the nature of Jesus Christ as you walk the planet." So, like, what about selfishness? Self-seeking is the biggest sin and leads to all sin that there is. Because all we think about is how things affect us and how we are going to react to how it affects us. Not what did Jesus do and how, how what did Jesus do affect me and change my life. Where I'm now transformed in the image, I've become love. Becoming love is, is not self-seeking, becoming love is selfless. So when we live this life that is that is set free from from man and set free from man's ideas and set free from from our our, our thinking, we, we we can't incorporate Christ Jesus into our thinking and and expect God to to uh, change us and transform us when we're so filled with the world and so filled with the ideas of man, but but we but we we continuously put our opinions and our ways above the ways of God. What way that you live is unsubmitted to the heart of God? What idea do you go by is that's unsubmitted to, to God? What thing do you think is, is more correct than what God says is correct? See, we, these are all challenging things, and I, I, I pray that they are challenging, because we have to set Jesus supreme. We have to set him supreme. See, from the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, the name of the Lord shall be praised. It is to be praised, Psalms 113.3. Like we, we have to lift Jesus up from, from sunrise to sunset all day long. We're lifting his name above every name. See, so we can test the word to our truth. We can test the word 
to our opinion. We could tra- test the word to our culture and make it as relevant as we want to. But does it line up with Jesus' culture? And it's it's hard because you know we wanna we wanna we wanna make it make sense to our carnal minds, but his ways are not my ways, his thoughts are not my thoughts. So I gotta elevate my thoughts and ways up to him. I've been so challenged this last year with with all the things that are going on. I've been so challenged with uh, elections and so challenged with 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 social uh, cultural relevancy and and being politically correct and and saying the right thing and and making sure I don't offend anybody and I've been so challenged with all these things and I don't want to be offensive and I don't want to I don't want to break anybody down. I don't want I want to build people up and I want to see my brother for my brother, not for not for uh, uh, cultural differences or, or, or color differences. It, like those things are important that I respect each person for where they come from and who they are. But it's also just as important for me to see my, see Jesus Christ in their life and see their value of Jesus stamped right on the heart of their rather than the heart of who they are as the core of the person made in the likeness and the image of Jesus Christ, because nothing was made and created on this planet unless it was created through him. And that's regardless of race. And that's regardless of culture. So I have to see Jesus in it all. And so my, my, my heart is this, is are you seeing Jesus in it all? Or are you going around with your objective or your opinion or what you think is correct and not what Jesus says? Are you testing the word to the one who is the word? Are you testing your opinion to the one who is the word? Are you testing your culture to the one who is the word? Or are you just going off with an offense or going off with a victim mentality or going off with whatever is, has been been the hardest thing for you to swallow? Jesus came to bring a sword and it's to divide spirit and soul. What does that mean? I mean, I can't be caught up in the emotions of this world, but I must be caught up in the, in the spirit of who Christ is in me and allow my life to be lived through the spirit of Jesus working his way through my life and transforming me, loving people, caring about people, uplifting people, saying that you're valuable, speaking to the Christ identity inside of them, speaking to the the nature of God that works in them. And that, you know, I don't have all the answers, but the only answer I want is Jesus. The only answer I desire is loving him more. I want to challenge you guys today. Believe Jesus. Trust in him. Trust in his word. And allow his word to set you free. Set you free from yourself. Set you free from culture. Set you free from all that's around you. So you can look objectively at each person and love them the way that Jesus loves them. He died for us all. From the good to the worst of the worst. I bless you. I ask that you look look to Jesus. Oh, look to Jesus. Holy Spirit, just wreck our hearts with your love for people. Wreck our hearts with your love for people. Jesus, give us your heart. Transform us, Lord. Take away the heart of stone that's in us and put the heart of flesh to love people the way you love them, God, and see past all what we say is right or wrong, but see past all of that and see purpose and destiny, God. Make us more objective than we are in Jesus' name to see what you see and not what we want to see and not what we've come to know to see, but see through your eyes and through your heart. In Jesus' mighty name. I bless you guys with this word. I know it was hard to hear. But transformation is iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And I hope that this abrasive word sharpens 
you as an instrument in God's hand so you could be more effective. In Jesus' mighty name, bless you. Have a great day. Bye-bye.